welcome to Dell's War Room, episode nine. Eric Burdett is in the house. How are you, buddy? Doing great. How are you doing? Good, man. Good. We had a interesting morning getting rolling here. How was your weekend? It's pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty busy. You're working. Yeah, driving across Alberta. I was playing. We uh, held our first annual Battle River Reelers Ice Classic. We're ice fishing all weekend on the ice. Dell's War Room was a big sponsor of that, mostly because I ran it. Um, and put in a bunch of money. So uh, we had a lot of fun. And it was interesting because this weekend we were down on the ice and we actually uh, spent four days on the ice, uh, me and Brad, and three nights. And it was crazy. We had every type of weather you could possibly imagine. It was plus six degrees Celsius and melting on Thursday. Um, it was pouring rain on Friday. It was minus 32 degrees Celsius in the wind on Saturday. Uh, so everything was frozen and melting and frozen and weird. And we slept in a tent on cots and had a heater in there and stuff. It was pretty warm. Sunday was a perfect day. It was good. It was just like minus 15 Celsius and, and good. But, you know, I was out there and, and driving around and we had a pretty busy weekend and it was a pretty successful weekend. And I was doing a lot of thinking just about opportunity and the fact of what what business has allowed me to do and to be able to accomplish not only financially, but the time-wise. And when you look to think about, everybody has different hobbies. Everybody has things they like to do. Everybody has, I'm, I'm an outdoorsy kind of a guy, you know, you're into fast cars and things like that. And whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. If you're into from cooking, baking to sports to whatever, whatever it is that you like to do, you look at the thing we talk about a lot in our in our business is how often do you get the time to do these types of things and how how much do you actually get a chance to go out and do the things that you really love to do, you know, whether that's fishing or whatever. You know, do you have the opportunity to buy the vehicles, your dream vehicles that you want to buy, whether they're brand new cars, whether they're old historic cars that you're restoring, you know, do you have the time to go camping as much as you do, fishing as much as you do? Do you have the opportunity to go around and to uh, watch your kids do the things that they do, playing sports, whatever, band classes, things like that. Do you play instruments? Do you get to do that as much as you want to? If you play tennis, I mean, whatever it is that you do or that you want to do, how often do you get a chance to really do it? And here's the saddest thing to me. I look back to where we talked about it before, where my mindset was in the beginning. I get goosebumps every time I mention it, every time I talk about it. They're going to come on here in a second. I'll let you know when they get there. It's basically talking about where I was mentally, where my ego was at, where my attitude was at before we explored business. And it freaks me out to think that if Jaylene was not a good friend of mine, that I would not be here. There they are. You can feel them. I would not be here. I, I think about what my negative ass pissy shit attitude my ego and my BS would have caused me to miss out on in my life. I cannot believe how stupid I was back then. Honestly, completely stupid. And I thought I was smart. I thought I was the smart one. And I thought I was the one that's like, oh, yeah, who would ever do something like that? Oh, it's all just a pyramid scheme. It's all blah, 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 blah. And I thought I was the smart one. And I look back to the money I've made in Rainbow, the people I've been able to help through business, not just in Rainbow now, you know, I mean, the, the, the podcast goes to all kinds of places. And I talk to people all the time who, who are in various different businesses, and, and, and that our stuff is is helping. I think about the people we help, I think about the lifestyle 
that I've got to live. Traveling is traveling huge. Traveling is is huge. The lifestyle we've allowed other people to to be able to do. I mean, we put the door in front of people, right? And it's up to them to open it. But I look back and I think about how close I was to actually almost completely screwing this up. And a lot of times when we talk to to people about it's it's not only what I would have missed out on. Like I look back and when you look at an opportunity that say you don't offer somebody, maybe maybe you're in your business and you go into somebody and you think, and we see this a lot where we say, oh, you know what, this person's already doing good or, or seems like they're doing good or this person already has is, is in business or this person is already retired, successful or just, you know, that person's an asshole, <laughs> whatever it might be, whatever of your own stuff you put onto somebody else, you think about what that impact could be. Jalen Kaczynski said stupid shit to me the first time I saw the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And I was out. And, I, and again, I, I made fun of her for three years. Okay, that's where my ego was. Had she never mentioned it to me again, or had she just said, you know, Dallas was a dick and left me alone and never talked to me about it again, I would have been perfectly happy with that at the time. But she didn't give up on me. And she hit me when the timing was right. And she got me at the right time. So I look back, but the fact of her saying dumb shit to me, and the fact of if she hadn't have followed up on me, look at the opportunity that she would have taken away from me, which snowballs to the opportunity that I've given other people. So when you look at the business opportunity, you don't pitch to somebody. You don't know, right? We all have friends who are like me. We all those friends who are negative, who are naysayers, who think they're smarter than everybody else, who know better and blah, blah, blah. I, I tell you, man, those guys are broke. Those guys are hurting inside. That was me. I was dying inside. Right. But on the on the outside, I didn't want anybody to know that. Mm-hmm. So had she she almost ruined my life. <laughs> I mean, really, I mean, I mean, she almost ruined the life that I have now. But she didn't because she didn't give up on me. And I think back to the people that that I've been able to help. You know, my brother was very much against this in the beginning. Right. I mean, I lost one of my best friends over this and he, his ego got in the way and we had a poker night and he basically said like that it was ripping people off and scamming people. And I mean, you know, absolutely nothing about what we were doing and it was just his perceptions and, and his ego. So, you know, we ended up nose to nose in my kitchen and I'm tapping him in the forehead and basically told him if this is what he thinks that I'm doing, I mean, then... I don't want anyone like that in my life. I mean, I've never ripped off anybody in my life. So that was it. And I mean, he lost an opportunity. I mean, imagine where he could have been. He could have been with me the whole way. And he lost that opportunity. He lost that friendship. And it was all just over his ego. So when you look back and you think, and, and the point I'm trying to make is, if we don't talk to the person who we want to talk to because of maybe we're scared or maybe we're worried what they're going to say, or we're worried about them judging us. That's your ego. It's on you. It's on you. When you look at the person, I mean, if you work trade shows, we used to do trade shows a lot of the time. And the person that walks by and you don't reach out to him and say, hey, man, are you interested in a free air purifier? Or are you interested in a sample or whatever it is that you're doing? You just kind of took that opportunity away from that person. Well, you wouldn't have one of your ADs right now if that didn't happen. 100%. So when you look at the people we don't talk to, the people that we don't go after, the people we don't chase, the people we don't give this opportunity to, and maybe the people we don't go back in a little while and say, hey, are you sure you don't want to do this? Are mm-hmm. you sure you don't want to look at this again? Mikey just had a, 
a buddy of his, he showed a rainbow to Deshaun years ago. Wasn't interested, super negative. Years later, he's now back, he's now in the business. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's like, thank goodness that we're friends, that they were friends because like Sean's opportunity is gone. Yeah. If in this, in our business anyway, if, if him and Mikey aren't friends. So when I look back to where my ego was and where my mentality was, had Jaylee not continued this, had she not come after me with it, what I would have lost out on. So we got to think about if you're in the opportunity, if you're in a business, think about making sure that you give that opportunity to every single person. And Jaylene told me a story years and years ago. I think she got it from someone in the, in the business. It talked, uh, I'll probably screw this up, but it was something along the lines of when it's the end mm-hmm. and you're going up and, and you're having that face-to-face with St. Peter up there and you're talking to God. And, and if you've seen some people and if you live this good life and you had this awesome life and, you, and you're successful and you traveled and you, and you, you lived a good life, you helped a lot of people. You, you put a bunch of money away. You did some charity work. You, you know, you, you lived a full life and you get to the top and you see a buddy of yours, a friend of yours who's up there too and never had. And I mean, and he's talking about how he struggled his whole life and he never got to do things he wanted to do and whatever else. And it's like, had you not offered that person the opportunity, you know, if you offer the person the opportunity and maybe go after them a couple of times to be like, are you sure? And if they just flat out shut you down, I mean, then, then your obligations met. You did your job. You did your job. But imagine knowing that you had an opportunity and you didn't pitch it to somebody. Then you understand at the end of that person struggled through most of their life and you never even pitched it to them. You never even gave them the, the opportunity to say no. So if you're the person who's in the business and you're growing whatever it is that you're doing, and if you're in a business that others can do what you're doing, offer that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Don't judge anybody else because you're taking that opportunity away from them. I was the guy that nobody wanted to go and see. But thank God she pushed and, and came at me. And she didn't really even push. I'm not going to say that. She brought it up every once in a while yeah. until she felt the time was right and she hit me where she needed to hit me, mm-hmm. and which was upside the head. But that, that's the thing. Now, so if you're in the business, offer the opportunity. Now, if you're on the other side of it and you're not in the business, because we have a lot of listeners who aren't, mm-hmm. open your mind to the possibilities outside of a job. Again, we talked in other episodes, I'm not sitting here shitting on jobs. All work is honorable all the way through. However, we all realize we can't get to where we want to get to on a regular job. I think we talked about that in episode two or three or whatever, but it's true. So not saying you you can't do well at a job, not saying don't work by any means, but what I'm saying is if you want to get to the life that you want to truly live, which you were born and destined to live, You need to open up your mind to the possibilities of what's around you and opportunities around you outside of a job because a job's not going to get you there. A job's going to get you comfortable. If you have a good one, it'll get you comfortable. You'll live an okay life. You'll have, you'll be a weekend warrior. You'll get to do your things here and there. You'll save for your trip a year, two trips. You'll, I mean, and you'll get through it. And then when you get to the end, you can retire and, you know, at 65 or 70 years old and you can budget your pension through to the end and, and, and do okay. And if that's all you want, then okay. But don't accept it because don't, don't just want that or accept that because you think that you can't have something else. You can't have something bigger. Cause that's where I was at. I just started to tell myself I didn't want anything else because I just never thought it could happen for me. 
I wasn't smart enough to realize that I literally am in charge of my own life. Well, even speaking like from like, you know, like the young buck, it's like I've talked to a lot of my friends about this stuff, you know, offering different opportunities to lots of different people. And they, you know, like they say the same stuff basically is when they're younger, it's like, well, no, I got to work hard right now. And then maybe my opportunity, I can start later on the road. Yeah, It's like, why? It's like, why not use your opportunity now? And then, you know, when you're later on the road, you're already retired living your life. Well, and that's the programming that we talked about in whatever episode that was in. And, and that's the programming that we receive, right? That's the programming that they have received. Mm-hmm. It's hard to knock someone out of that programming. 100%. It's tough. Yeah. So if, I was not really in that programming. It was still hard. 100%. And, you know, and again, I mentioned it lots of times. I mean, the people in our business that really grow fast or in any business grow fast. I mean, it, it has to do. We spend so much time reprogramming people. Mm-hmm. I spent so much time. People don't understand how much time reprogramming myself i once i knew that i was programmed like shit i did everything i could to change it as fast as i could i spent tens of thousands of dollars on self-development mm-hmm. and like tens of thousands of dollars that jaylene and i have spent a piece on reprogramming ourselves or developing ourselves to be able to run a, a big organization so i understood once once it clicked for me that this is for everybody and can be for everybody. And once I just realized that I was smart to finally grasp onto where this all came from, then I just, I just grabbed onto that and, and I just went with that. So once you can get it, like once you can get the fact that, okay, there is something better out there and I can have it. But once you realize that you have to change you, your ego has to come off mm-hmm. and ego is so much more than people really understand. If you come up to me and ask me to borrow a hundred bucks and I enable you and give you that, that's my ego. People don't realize that. They think maybe it's your ego or your, that's my ego giving you that money. People don't see ego from the other side. And we teach that. But when you look at, at where you're coming from and, and what you need to do to get there is you have to drop, you have to drop it all. Once you say, okay, this is, this is something, I, I see it now, I get it, but I've had crap programming and it wasn't my fault. And it wasn't the fault of the person who programmed you. Like, this isn't a blame game. The easiest world game in the world to play is the blame game. Okay, this is not what this is about. This is not about blaming your parents, get over it. This is about blaming somebody, like, get over it. It's not about blaming your spouse, get over it. Your ex-spouse, get over it. Get over it and get over yourself. This has nothing to do with that. There's no fault to how you got programmed because you didn't know any better. And the people who program you didn't know any better, but now that you know better, the ball's now in your court. It's your duty and obligation to obviously do it. It's now your fault. Yeah. Now, you know, you know, there's a better way. You know, you can get there. You know that the tools are out there. You know what you have to do to do it. All you got to do is flip, flip the noggin around, get the brain ticket in the right direction and start working to reprogram yourself. Once you know that it now becomes your, When you know this and you continue to sit on your ass, when you know this and you continue to not act upon it, it now becomes your fault. It it is your issue now. There's no one else to blame. Now now there's blame and it's on you. Nobody else. We can't play the victim. We can't, that shit, man. Everybody's got a story. And yes, some of them are terrible and tragic and some are worse than others for sure. But you'll always find someone who's got a worse story than you. One of the most... Craziest things we learned through Danny Johnson was her story's real bad. 
that girl had a messed up life, man, and came from like, I mean, almost as bad as it can get. Yep. And made a million bucks out of the trunk of her car. And right there, it's like, okay, like, what's your excuse? Mm-hmm. So I love listening to those self-made stories. Not the silver spoons, not the daddy and mommy's money, but the just the self-made people. The rags to riches stories, I love them. Mm-hmm. I love analyzing what went through their heads, where their mindsets were at, what they were thinking. I love hearing those stories. But once you know, and as I was saying with Danny, once you knew, it's on her now. She couldn't, she could have very easily played the victim, went into drugs and alcohol and all the things, and she did that for a while. She could have did the poor me thing and just and that and then blamed everybody for the rest of her life, let herself off the hook because you blame yourself. When you're blaming other people, you're letting your, you're trying to let yourself off the hook. Maybe you don't want to put in the effort, the work, you don't want to blah, blah, blah. So it just, it's easier to blame. Again, it's, it's so easy. What's, I mean, what's, what's harder? Waking up every day and grinding or sitting on the couch watching TV going, it's Eric's fault. The easy part is blaming. The hard yep. part is waking up and grinding. But what do you want to do your life? At the end of it, what matters? When the sand is gone, when you're at the end and you can envision the last little bit of sand coming out of that damn glass, what's going to matter? I mean, I mean what, what is, what is going to matter in that moment? Are you going to look back on your life with regret? Are you going to say, man, I wish I would have done that opportunity. I wish I would have grinded harder. I wish I would have went after it. I wish I would have talked to that person. I, w- I mean, or like, don't get there with regret. I want to look back when it's over. Light a big fat cigar and a rum and look back on it and go, yeah, man, it was good. It was, it was a good run. I'm happy. I want to look back on some sort of a little bit of a legacy and know that I left something behind for somebody and, and gave it a chance. And that's it, man. Okay, but I don't want, want to look back and say, I wish I would have, I wish I would have, I should have, I should have, I wish I would have, and have that regret. Well, the real question is, like, what do you have to lose? Right. A life. Like, like, like if you, you don't even quit your job, it's just like you try an opportunity and you, you know, you try it out. It's like, what do you actually have to lose? Absolutely. I mean, and, and that's the thing, right? It's just, it's just there. I mean, what you have to lose if you don't act on it is your life. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's like, what's going to go wrong? Oh, someone's going to say no. Good <laughs> grief, man. We're used to rejection all the time. Yeah. Right. Might as well make money off it. <laughs> So open your mind to the possibilities outside of a job. Don't be where I was. Where I was, it was so egotistical and negative. And again, it freaks me out to think of how much I almost screwed up my life. So again, there's two sides to this. One, if you're in the business, like I said, it's, it's on you to offer it. But two is if you're the one being offered, open your mind to the fact that you can have everything you want in life. Now, maybe it's not the same business. Maybe it's not the, I mean, you might get pitched a business. Maybe it's not the best business. Look at it, have a peek, but open your mind to it. Jaylene's business before Rainbow wasn't a great one. It wasn't a successful venture for her, but how much she learned through that, it really paved her way to open up the door for her to realize there's something better out there. You know, had she not gone through the first one, she may have not have even had rainbow work or even looked at rainbow or even had the opportunity to look at rainbow but the unsuccessful business she was in opened her mind to what's possible so when someone's pitching you something look at it take a deep look 
Open your mind to it. Don't be a douchebag. Well, the most important part, especially when you find that business, is to share it with everybody else. Exactly. And we talked, I think, the last episode of before, like, look around, be smart. Okay, look around. Are people around me actually making money? There's people listening in here I know who are in businesses that it's, it is kind of a fake it till you make it. There's not a lot of people around you making money. And again, it's okay that maybe this isn't the one for you. But take what you've learned, chalk it up as a learning opportunity, and move on to something else that's going to be a little bit better. Look to see like, who, I mean, who's making money? Okay, on payday, when the pay is coming in, are all the people around you getting big paychecks? Like, is people making, are people making a grand, two grand, three grand in a couple of weeks in minimal hours, right? Are you seeing people making this money? Mm-hmm. And if you are, then you're probably in the right spot. If there's money to be made, then you're probably in the right spot. But if everybody's getting little itty bitty paychecks and no one around you is really making money, but we're pitching this dream of one day and you got to ride it out. It's like you got to just wait in line for your turn and ride it out and put all your money and your time and your time and your money. Guys, there's businesses out there where you can make a lot of money now. Like now. And, you know, while you're waiting to build it into something big, you can be making money all along the way. Find it. So at payday, don't is the guy at the very top of the pile making the big money? Or is there people around you, below you, under you? I mean, when, when you come into our open houses, Eric, you see people who have been here less than you have, and, and sometimes they get bigger paychecks than you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you get bigger paychecks than them. Yeah. And there's people who've been here a long time. I get really big paychecks, and sometimes they don't get as big of paychecks. But what everybody sees is everybody around you is making money. There's money here. Yep. We've talked about it a lot in the past. And it's not just that this, it's in this business. There, I mean, there's money in lots of businesses. I think there's probably just more in this one. But either way, you can make it in other businesses. For sure, of course you can. But look around you and make sure this isn't something where your work is all it's doing is getting the people at the top of the pile of the money and you're not going to get there. Well, I think one thing that's important like you're talking about is obviously the money, but then also the family and environment you have behind it as well. For sure. Like there's there's some good businesses out there that um, you can make a lot of money in, but it's mm-hmm. like what kind of personality and what kind of teaching are you in yeah. behind it? You got to be in a place where you can grow and your people want your growth, but you also have to be making money because at the same time, it's like you can be in a place that where maybe you're, you got a good environment, there's good people around, but if nobody's making money, it's not sustainable. Yeah. So you do need that combination because yes, you, you can you can be in a situation too where you're making lots of money, but you're not learning or growing. Everyone's a, di- a dick, you know I mean? Whatever. I and mean, that's a lot of sales companies out there. I like that, right? Exactly. So find something, you find your, your, your groove, find your people, find your tribe and, and just make sure that there's money around. Make sure that the efforts that you do can make money. So open up your mind to the possibilities of it and find some, and it, guess what? It might not be the first one. It might not be the second one. It might not be the third one. It might not be the fourth one, but they're out there and they work. So you know how many times people say, oh, I tried that once and they don't want to do it again? Oh, I got burned. And, you know, I, I go, we go into a, into a demonstration. And, and again, Rainbow's not an MLM. We don't have a 15-tiered system of, of, you know, and again, and I'm not shit on MLMs because I know a lot of people who have made a lot of money in MLMs. Residual income is a beautiful thing, man. And, and if you think that, you know, if you're, if you're against residual income, you need to wake the hell up. Okay? Because it's powerful. It's pretty nice to get a big paycheck for not working too hard. Right. And, and the work that you do in the beginning pays off down the road. Yeah. Okay. Now, now, but here's the thing. If you are making, again, if you're looking around and you're making the money and people around you are making the money, 
then then again, you know you're in the right spot and you know you're where you need to be. But you have to, so again, open your mind to the fact that there's something else out there and find the thing. You know how many people come into our business that, that have tried three, four, five different things? And then they don't work and then they finally find the one thing that works and they finally find their group, okay? It's like a job. You go to a job and it's like, okay, you know, this, this job, I mean, the first thing, what's the first thing that entices you into a job? How much they're paying an hour? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's usually the first thing. Yep. Then you go to that job. And then if you look around and like, everybody here sucks. My boss is a dick. Everything, like, this is stupid. You're going to go find something else. It's not like you're going to go home and not look for a job ever again. Exactly. You're not going to go home and say, well, I tried that working thing. Screw it. I mean, some people do that. It's crazy. But again, that's not how it works, right? You, 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 now you're going to find a better job, a better job. So guys, the first time you go and get a girlfriend and doesn't treat you good and, and you guys don't jive, do you just say, okay, well, I tried that girlfriend thing. I'm never going to do it again. You no. know, girls, you go and, and, and date a guy, the first guy you date and he's an asshole. Are you going to be like, okay, well, I tried that dating thing this one time. I gave up. No, you're going to keep going and you're going to wait till you find someone that you jive with, someone you get along with, someone you can fall in love with. Okay. And sometimes you fall in love with that person. You marry that person. That doesn't work out either. And, and whatever, but you, you don't give up. Mm-hmm. You just kind of keep going. Now you have to learn and grow. I talked to these guys that have been married five times and they don't, what have you learned? Nothing. You just still think it's them. <laughs> You've been divorced five times. You still think it's the other person. Sometimes you got to wake up and make the changes. But the point of it is, is why don't we don't give up on jobs? We always want to find something bigger and better. We don't give up on on relationships. But why? Why in business? You're going to try. Oh, I tried that one. Didn't work. So we go like I was saying, we go in, in into it, We meet people in rainbow. And again, we're not that MLM. And so, you know, you can make residual income in rainbow, but it's not a multi-level system. So when you go in and, and we'll go in a presentation and the person be like, oh, no, I, I tried I tried selling plastic containers one time. I didn't work. So this, this isn't for me. Like that is a, a completely different, like not even the same spectrum. The, yeah. Like it's not even the same thing. No. Right. But people, because they, they tried something outside the realm one time got burned. They went back inside the box. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the part that, that really sucks. Okay. Because you have to take that understanding. So if you're listening to this and you're the person that's tried a few things Maybe you tried it once, maybe twice, maybe three or four times. doesn't matter. Keep going. Keep looking for your opportunity because it's not at work. Like, I'm sorry it's not. Mathematically impossible. It is. Unless you, again, like there's some jobs. Yeah, okay. Some people going out making a couple hundred thousand a year. Those jobs are there. Cool. Okay. And you can make a good life on those jobs for sure. But 1% of people have those jobs. And most of the time, it comes into money management after that point. Because and they're usually sacrificing their life for it. Hundred percent. And and if you're making that money, you're blowing that money. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many times we see that mentality, especially where we live, where it's just like it's just money. Mm-hmm. Say that when you're sixty. Yep. And you're broken, and you're broke. Yep. So it's just you know that disposable income mentality. I just blow it. Mm-hmm. Is is there? And again, that you might live a great life and have fun doing that, but what do you have set up for the future? What do you have when you're old and now you can't work anymore? You're still reliant on that job every single day to provide. And if you get sick or something happens, all of a sudden that money is gone. Or as we see in Alberta, how many times have we seen it where the bottom now falls out of it and then people can't afford all the shit they just bought and then they get into serious shit. Mm-hmm. So that's not sustainable. So when you, but again, there are jobs that one percent of people get that are very good, you know, high bank jobs, executive jobs, high up in insurance companies, things like that, where they get paid well. And yeah, you can, you can build a good life on that. But you know how many people we have in rainbow that make more money than doctors? Lots, you know, especially when you look at the hours they put in versus, and again, the school and they don't need and all these things like that. 
Okay, so open your mind to it. Understand that they are not all the same. Some of the structures are similar. Some of the different products are different. Don't give up on the one thing. Find the thing that you want to push to it. Allow yourself to give sales and business a chance. And, and not just, oh, I tried it once, close the door, that's it, done. Allow it to continue. You think back to when you were a kid. Now, how many times when you, th- you know, think about when you were a kid or think about if you have kids. When I would tell my son to not touch the stove, did I just have to tell him once? No. No. You know how many times I had to tell that little bastard to not like not touch the hot stove? Like, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, don't touch. Like, how many times do we have to tell our kids to not do that, not do that, not do that, not do that, not do that? Now, it's because we're born with persistence. We're born to be persistent, to go after it. It's like, don't touch that. Now you want to touch it. You just want to and you want to keep going. And, and, and it takes a while to learn. And sometimes you gotta get burned before you really will learn. But it doesn't stop your persistence. Yeah, we're persistent in so many things. Like you take, you go to the grocery store with a kid and he wants a bag of cookies and you say no, does the kid just instantly not ask for the cookies again? No, he goes, I want the cookies. And he continues to want the cookies and he cries and whines and bitches and moans and pisses and complains and he wants the cookies. And a lot of times, you know, and let me take this other approach and I'm not letting you off the hook for your kids being little peckerheads, but you know what? Sometimes those persistent children are the ones that are going to end up being the most successful in life if you don't put out that fire inside of them. Now, again, it doesn't mean give them what they want. You still have to parent them, you still have to teach them. But the kids that want what they want the most end up being very dedicated down the road. Bad kids often, I don't want to say bad kids, but like those persistent little what we call brat kids, that persistence inside of them, if they want what they want, if you can... Manage that as a parent to be under control. But if you can harness that into the right avenue down the road, kids gonna have a good life. But the problem is, is, is that fire gets put out. So we're born with persistence. It's just beaten out of us. And then again, we come into life. It's literally just, it, it continues to, as, as we go on, and then life starts to kind of hit us. And then we start to just allow ourselves to go into this little bit of a slump. But one of my favorite quotes is it's crazy that people think two to three years in business is a long time to get rich, but don't think that 40 years at a job is a long time to stay broke. It's pretty crazy. So when you look at that, and, and so what, what it's all boiling down to is sit back and look at your life and what you want. And are you on the path to get it? Are you in the right place to get it? Do you have to move to a different spot, a different place? Are the people around you giving you what you need and is there money here? And if there is, go for it. And if, and if you're not in that, you go from place to place until you find what you need to find to get it, but give it a chance. Because I look back on the things, and again, we talked about in the meeting, the, the, the amount of time we've been able to travel, the amount of times that we've been able to do the things that we, we, we want to do, the lifestyle, even said, something as simple as fishing. Well, like we literally just got from Dominican and you had an ice fishing derby like a weekend later. Right. Usually people would be working like nonstop straight. To make up for that. Exactly. And and so those are the things that we have to really look at is, is what do you want out of it all? And if you want more than you got right now, and you've heard me say this before, and, and, you know, time and time again, I look back at, and again, I, I remember back at Shaw and I remember sitting there going like just thinking it was going to get better, but I was making the most money I could make. 
and I was working all the hours I could possibly work. What the hell is going to get better? You can't change. Right? I was, I was, I was, I was peaked. Okay, so nothing, nothing's going to change. So if, if you're there, have, have the smarts to look around and don't be, you know, when we think, when we're in those negative mindsets and we think we're smart, we're the stupid ones. I was the dumbass back then. Now I'm smarter. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Still do dumb shit. But the, the mentality back then where I thought I was so smart was stupid. Mm-hmm. I, what, was I, what was I ever going to get? What was I going to change? Nothing was going to change. So we have to go after it and we have to understand, you know, and again, like, like I say all the damn time is get into touch with that sand, with that hourglass. It's running out. And, and if you're on the same path that's getting you nowhere, if you haven't got to where you want to be, I mean, if you've been working a job for 10 years and you're in the same damn spot or worse off than you were when you started, honestly, have that conversation with yourself. Don't, don't just like, oh, no, I'm doing great. No, honestly, have that heart to heart with yourself. Are you in a better spot than you were when you started? And if it, if it hasn't changed for you or if it's gotten worse in 10 years, what do you think is going to happen in the next 10 years? Are they all of a sudden going to quadruple your wage? Nope. So if it hasn't worked in the first 10, it's not going to work in the second 10. It's not going to work in the third 10. And it's not going to work in the fourth 10. And it's not going to work in the fifth 10. And at the end of it all, you're going to be stuck on what you couldn't afford to live in in the first place. I think also one of the most important things talking about opportunity in sales is there's a lot of people and I hear it lots is like, you know, that sales is for a certain type of people, which is like, you know, like obviously it's like for everybody obviously listening, it's like sales. I mean, when you look at our organization, there's so many different types of people doing it where it's not even really sales in a way, I guess you could say, but it's just like anybody can do sales. And I mean, if you listen to all these, you know, these big speakers and like um, very successful people, right, is they always say that the number one, like, highest paid job is, you know, sales. Yeah, and I mean, you you talk about that, and we've talked about it in the past a little bit, where you have, when you look at successful people and the things that they say, the programming they give, again, successful people don't tell their kids to get a job. Yeah. Right? They tell their kids to go find an opportunity. You know, and, and it's just the most interesting thing. When you talk to people who are successful, they program their children differently. People who come from successful places end up being successful a lot of the times because that's what their programming is. Their programming isn't two, isn't 98% mentality programming. It's not go get a job, work hard, pay your bills, just get by. Yeah. It's go find an opportunity where you can create generational wealth. Mm-hmm. That's what rich people tell their kids. So, you know, you have to follow those things. And I mean, so many times people look at successful people and then put that ego out there. Yeah, they got lucky. Mm-hmm. I see this a lot too. I mean, you know, we, we put posts out and, and I get people who go, oh, must be nice. Like I hit the lottery or something. You know, must be nice to travel so much. Yeah, it is. And I offered you the opportunity and you didn't take it because you couldn't handle it. But, the you know, the work that had to go in, the mindset that had to go in, the money that had to go in, the ups and downs, the highs and lows that had to go in. It's not a must be nice thing. Good it, it's, it's like I did it. Like I got through the excuses that you couldn't get through. I plowed through the bullshit that you couldn't plow through. I hammered it. I went after it. I did all the things. I, I was where you were. I was there and I pounded through it. And every time you told yourself an excuse, I pushed through that excuse and kept going and didn't stop and kept going and kept going. And I never gave up and I hammered through it and I pushed through it and I ate the bullshit and I just kept going and kept going and kept going. I'm stronger than you. It's not must be nice. It's just that I'm tougher. Just my goals are bigger. My dreams are bigger. And I didn't let anything stop me. 
all the hours, the long days, the long nights, the sacrifices, whatever it was, for a very short amount of time, got me to where I am. And yeah, it is nice. Okay, but it's not a thing like, oh, you're lucky. No, man, there's no luck in this at all. There's no luck in this. Zero luck. It is absolutely the work you put in. It's absolutely reaping and sowing. And it's absolutely what you want. You, you're sitting around and, and again, you're watching successful people all around you. My brother said it from the beginning when he came in, he, he didn't start off very well in the business. He wasn't selling very high. He said the same thing though. He's like, I could see it around me. I knew it wasn't the product. The product's amazing. People are buying it. He's like, and I seen all these people around me making money. So I realized it was nothing other than me. If the product's amazing and it sells and the business opportunity people are making money around you, then you know it's you. If it's not the business, it's not the product, it's you. Sometimes it's the product, sometimes it's the business. Go find those things. But when you get to the spot where it's not the business and it's not the product, then you know it's you and you have to make those changes. But you have to allow yourself and open up the mind for you to, to be able to be in those opportunities. When you look at, I mean, what's the cost of not giving it a chance? You know what I mean? And, 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 it, and it's crazy. So you have to do it. So that's what, when you, when you think about if you're, if you're sitting there and, and again, if you're in an opportunity, we have people in our, in our business as well that aren't living this to their same, you know, to the full potential. We're in a situation where the money's here, the business is amazing and the product's amazing. And, and, and it's funny because you start running out of things to blame. And all you got to do is take that nice big piece of glass we call a mirror and start staring into that thing. Because if you look into it, the mirror is the most powerful tool in the world. I believe that truly. If you can look inside yourself and realize it's me. And when you have that revelation, that's when things will change for you. And I had that revelation. When I looked in the mirror and I went, it's you. You dumb SOB. It's you. And I had a very weird conversation with myself. And a very hard conversation with myself. And if somebody was staring in my bathroom when I was having that conversation with myself in the mirror, they would have been like, what in the hell is happening in there? Because it was very strange. But I had a conversation where I'm like, it's me. Right? And when you have that revelation and realize that it's you, you run out of shit to blame. I ran out of things to blame in Rainbow. All you gotta do is look at yourself. So if you aren't where you wanna be in life, in business, anywhere, you gotta understand it's you. There's no one else to blame. You have to stop the blame game. You have to and realize it's you. It's not your children. It's not your spouse. It's not your circumstances. It's not the deal you got. It's not where you live. It's not that you don't drive. It's, not, it's nothing to do with any of that stuff. It is all just you and what you are willing to accept in your life is your excuse. Because whatever you've grabbed onto, and again, I want you guys to hear this for what it really is. Your excuse is that you, the, the excuses that you've allowed yourself to accept all it is, is your way to let yourself off the hook. That's all you're doing. We have people coming in and they're like, oh yeah, I tried to go on a demo, it rescheduled. And they go home. I tried. But the people who are successful, that demo rescheduled, they go to their car, they call and they get another one and they go on that one. So your excuses, I mean, when we want to, we want to blame our children, how terrible is that? We're going to blame our kids. It's awful. You're going to sit there and say, that, oh, I, I can't be successful with my kids. So you can go get a job and work 40 hours a week, but you can't work six hours a week or eight hours a week in an opportunity because it's your kids' fault. Could you imagine growing up knowing your parents blamed you for them being broke? Be an awful feeling. 
that would suck for you to have the opportunity. Also, you look at your parents like, get a life. Like, if my parents ever blame me for being broke, I'd be like, you're you, man. You're the adult. Put that shit on me. Mm-hmm. So we use our kids as an excuse. Oh, I can't. I don't want. I don't want someone else raising my kids. For six hours a week, you're gonna teach your kids to be broke like you are. So I don't go to school then. Yeah, right. You're gonna teach. I mean, this is what I'm saying. That's a good point. You put them in school for freaking whatever thirty hours a week. Let someone else. I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into what the hell's going on in our school system now. <laughs> I would not have a kid in school. Be the cold day in hell if I put my child in school. Good thing he's old and I didn't have to go through the shit that's going through now. Because I don't, programming, man, is so important. And you think about what's getting programmed into our kids right now, unreal. But anyway, you let someone else do that. So it's like you're not going to find a babysitter or get a sibling to wash them if they're old enough or whatever else for a few. No, it's a bullshit excuse that you're allowing yourself to get up the hook. I can't do it because I got cans. What a shitty excuse. So, whether it's or, or or my spouse not being supportive, you know Brandon's on his first demo today. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Go talk to Giovanna. Give her a call and talk about a non-supportive spouse and how that's your excuse, and she'll teach you how to get past that. Okay, and and then flip it completely around. Where now her husband's coming into the rain is in a rainbow, spoken a worldwide stage, and is now on demos. So. Whatever your excuse is, it's the only thing that you've allowed yourself to put yourself into the comfort zone, to let yourself off the hook. You want to feel better about the fact that you're not succeeding. You feel like shit you're not succeeding. You see people around you succeeding and you're like, yeah, but you have to try to make it. Instead of grinding, instead of saying, you know what, I can do that too. And just putting your excuses aside and going after to do it. You want to make yourself feel better about why you're not doing it. So you find an excuse that you like that you think is good, and then that's what you hang your hat on. You hang your hat on that excuse. And you say, oh, well, I can't do what they did because of this. And then you just try to let yourself off the hook. And it's bullshit. It's complete BS. Every single person has the opportunity to be successful if they're strong enough to go after it and they don't give up. And if you push yourself to push through it and to keep going, it will work for you. It will. Hard work pays off. It always has. But you have to put yourself in the position to succeed. And you have to put yourself into the area and, and the right environment, okay, because you are a product of your environment. If you need a different, if you, if you want a different product, you need a different environment. Put yourself in the place to succeed. We got people in our business that come in, they just come in, they come to all the stuff, but they never do anything with it. Why? Start doing something with it. Get off your ass and go after it and make it work. It's super important to, to do it. So what are you doing with it? Once you have the opportunity, the hell are you doing with it? How are we growing? How are we building? If you, if, if you have a, a, a business, you know, we got lots of people listening to our podcast who just have brick and mortar businesses. Good on you, man. Right. For doing that. If you're good at something and you see a talent in something, go for it. Go after it. And then, and then when you get there, it's like, make the most out of that. Make that fun. Make that profitable. Make it exciting. Make it a place where people want to come to and go and put yourself into a situation where you can build a life and grow that up where you can maybe hire someone to come in and, and work with you. So now you can have a little bit more time to enjoy. When you build a business from the ground up and it's like, you work hard to do that. You put everything you have into it. You put all your blood, sweat and tears, your money. A lot of times you're all in you. You build this up into something. And it's like, and now when you get there, don't just let it sit there and coast to get by. Don't let that thermostat hit you and just coast to get by. What's the next level? 
always dream bigger. People who have businesses and they, and they develop into chains and they grow into different locations. That's the people who didn't say, okay, now I'm comfortable and I can live here. Grow your business. If you got something that's working great for you, duplicate yourself. Find people who believe what you believe. Build an organization. Open a new location. Grow, expand, or at least have someone cover part of the work that you can do so you can now start to go and, and that hard work you did and the sacrifices you made can now pay off where you can go enjoy and live your life as and still work and still be a part of your business, but also your business can grow when you're not there. You have to get away from the fact that your business is 100% dependent on you. And it doesn't have to be a, a, a sales business, direct sales business. I mean, if you're just in a business and all business is sales in, es in essence, but it doesn't have to be a direct sales business. Okay. We have lots of friends, you know, who, who I mean, we got, we got a friend I know who listens, who owns a tattoo shop in town. She's a wicked artist. And it's like, she has this beautiful little shop. I just stopped in the other day. Actually, I was right by and I stopped in and seen her and, you know, Aurora Inc. Right in, in cameras here. One of Giovanna's best friends. Amazing. This girl's super talented. She's got this awesome, beautiful little place. And it's like, you have the passion. She has the passion, she, you know, to grow and grow and grow. And I just know that's going to be a big thing one day. It's going to keep going, right? We have so many people who are in small businesses who build these things up. And man, we just got through the last three years of bullshit of being shut down and being closed up and the government telling us when we get, you know, we're not essential and all this shit. And we come through that. If you come through that, you got what it takes to grow it and to continue to go. Restaurant industries, people, we have so many people who are in, 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 that's the, one of the hardest businesses you can be in is the restaurant business. Damn it. That's a tough one. But again, grow. If you got something that's working, duplicate it, spread out and continue to build that up and up and up because there's a beautiful life out there for every single person to live. You can live life on your own terms. You can do the things you want to do, but you have to be open to it. You have to be open to what's possible, what's available. You have to change your mindset to be able to do it. You have to do, to be aware of it and you have to take that flipping ego of yours off and you have to grow it and develop it into something beautiful and allow yourself the opportunity to live the life that you want to live. And that's episode nine and go make the most of your sand.